When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Emmett. This is Viewer's Voice. And with me tonight is Gav, Matt and Ron. How are you, Gav? I'm good. I'm still recovering from last night, I'm going to be honest. Um, I just can't stop thinking about Argentinian players from the Premier League. And um, how one man on this planet could knock it away from Javier Mascherano. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Peter Jones from last night because I had so much fun making that podcast last night. And they're hard to make, you know, um, they're hard to engage um, for people when when it's drafts and it's it's not as interactive, I suppose, as as other shows. And I tried to be as interactive by reading out a lot of comments last night, but I had so much fun making it. And then I literally edited it, laughed through the edit, and then literally just listened back to it at about one o'clock this morning, which was... Um, <laughs> It was fucking fantastic. Anyone that hasn't listened to it, uh, go back and listen. It's an hour and 15 minutes, but we talk about all sorts of geography, um, game shows. Stalactites. Yeah, game game shows. um, And then... And then Peter Jones just get get toys himself in. There was he toyed himself in more knots than you'd see on a in a, in a harbour, and um, it, it was so good, so so good. So I'm in great form. And Kev uh, insulting all Eastern Europeans that listen in. Yeah, Kev, well. Kev. That's Kev, Kev literally um, wasn't very good at geography and just decided that anything kind of east of um, the United Kingdom. Is basically one country. They're all they're all just the one thing. They're all stuck together. You know, it's literally like telling all of America, um, Canada, Central America, South America that they're all just the one country. You're all together, stuck together. But um, yeah, that was that was the crack as well. Yeah, no, excellent. It was an excellent uh, listen. I watched it back uh, this morning. Uh, work. I, I, I just I'm just glad I hadn't to be hadn't to be on any meetings or calls. I was absolutely in ribbons laughing. Yeah, it was brilliant. Matt, did you did you watch it back? I listened to it when I was out walking this morning at work, and it was amazing. I can't believe that out of all the things, geography, Peter Jones comes out with Oxbow Lakes. Yeah, like, Oxbow Lakes. Yeah, was I was a Delta. <laughs> and then he was talking about Greenbelt lands. It was so good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a slightly different uh, geography lesson you get in Ireland, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, that was and Benelux countries. So, yeah, yeah it's, that was good. That was a way too friendly of a draft, though. It's... 
it was, all it the, was the first drafts. One, it, it was the first one of the summer, and I thought it was going easy on the lads. Um, and it didn't turn out really that easy. But I think I think it might be Keith's turn to host next week. So um, I'm sure he'll get me back next week. We we'll probably do one next Wednesday. Stuff and Ron, we haven't spoken to you in a, a couple of weeks. How are you keeping up? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, thankfully, um, you know, it's been kind of quiet over here. Probably somebody decided to turn off the oven that we were encased in for a while. So life's been good. We were just talking about when, just before we came on, what did you say it was, Matt? 45 degrees? Yeah, 45 with the humidity yesterday. Today it's it 24. It was, it's only about 24 here today and we're, I'm struggling big time. So, um, look, we'll move on anyway. So, look, this is Viewer's Voice. Um, we look at, uh, pick a handful of topics each week and um, we give our opinions on them, basically. Um, something that we've never spoken about before is uh, Mo Salah's contract. So, it might be nice to start off with that. Um, in fact, we've probably put more pins in it than pin the tail on the donkey at this stage. You probably wouldn't even be able to make out his contract with that many pinholes in his contract. But, look, it's rumbling on. Um, I have, uh, I'm, I'm sick of reading about it. Um, I've kind of made me peace with it. I think there's a few people that we know have probably made their peace with it that next year he's, he's literally gone. Um, I read an article today about his commercial value to the club, um, image rights, all this kind of stuff. And I was thinking, it, it is kind of, to me, it's scaremongering. Um, and I'll come to you first, Gav. Um, We'll surely just go out and make the next Mo Salah now. Um, yeah, maybe we might we might have to. You know, um, like it, his numbers are ridiculous. His numbers yeah. are actually ridiculous. And when you think he's signed for thirty four million quid, I think in the summer of two thousand seventeen, and, and was viewed as a backup to the front three of Firmino, um, Mane, and Coutinho at the time. He comes in, hits the ground running, misses some chances in his four seasons, misses quite a few. <coughs> but I think he ends up with 44 goals um, in his four seasons, doesn't he? So, you know, he's been absolutely incredible for Liverpool. On the contract, I think it's... Um, I think... We don't know the numbers. That's the key thing for me. Uh, when you don't know the numbers, you kind of say to yourself, right... You know, you kind you have to take stuff for a pinch of salt a little bit. Even like Mane at the moment, you know, Mane's come out and said he just wanted a new challenge. Um, I think he's, I think he said that today or yesterday, and and that's fair enough. That kind of puts the, oh, what do we offer him to bed? It might have been a case of he had it in his mind he wanted something else, and and he moves on. It's different with Salah. Um, if you're a betting man, he, he goes next summer because when you look at Liverpool coming out quite clearly, Jurgen Klopp in particular, and saying, you know, every player that has a year left on his deal um, has been offered um, a contract by Liverpool. Or maybe some haven't. But anyone that has a year left on their deal and, you know, we're, we're in negotiations, the, the deal is on the table. That would probably be in the case for Mane. It probably would have been the case for... Um, it is the case for Salah. We don't know on Katie yet, though there's rumours, isn't there, that he could be close to signing a new deal. You look at Firmino, nothing's being said on that. Um, he probably has a contract in front of him. Um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, I think, is in the same position, but nothing's really being said on that. Most of the talk around him is, will he stay or go? And, by the way, I've seen, um, I've seen a um, great tweet from Rory Fitzgerald that watches this channel, just breaking down 
when his last minutes were, when his last minutes were in the league and stuff like that. Um, and you know something, I if I'm if you're to put a percentage on it, I think he's probably ninety five percent likely to live. Now I could be completely wrong. He could sign a deal in tomorrow. You know the sort of way. But when you look at Liverpool being open and saying that the, the deal is on the table, I think they've drawn their line in the sand. I think the stuff that's gone through the media via what we what would what you be, would believe is you know um, representatives of Mohamed Salah with regards to their reaction to what deal is on the table. I think it'd be a huge climb down for them to turn around and sign that deal. So I think they've both drawn lines in the sand and I can't see them getting any closer to each other unless there's a major climb down from one side or the other. And I think um, at the moment, I just can't see it. And that's why I said a couple of weeks ago, something could happen on him where he moves in the this summer, where they just go, look, this isn't going to happen. We're not. He's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player. And I, I want him to stay at Liverpool. I want him to sign the deal no matter how he get it done. And that's not me telling you that Mo Salah should accept like, an extra grand a week on what he has now or Liverpool paying 400 grand I'd like them to find something where they're both happy but just looking at it now I think I think I think he will go at the end of the summer or at the end of the season and um, the only reason I think something might happen in the summer is that they just say look we don't want all the baggage on this for a year it could distract players you know the club itself it could overtake what the club are trying to do on the field and um, they might look to bring a resolution that way but if as I said if it was me and I was putting a bet on it I think Mo Salah does live at the end of the season Yeah I, I was probably a little bit blunt with the way I said that uh, how so nonchalant that we'll just make another Salah probably the point I was trying to make was is he wasn't this global brand he wasn't this world superstar before coming to Liverpool now obviously the, he has his abilities and I'll, I'll miss him as much as the next person I absolutely love him Um but Matt, on what Gav actually says there, is Salah sticking around with all of the palaver that comes with it? Every press conference asking about contracts. Would we be better if it if an offer comes in? Would we be better taking the money, or do we let him see out the last twelve months of his contract? Well. Up until last week when Gav kind of floated the idea of maybe even Salah moving this summer, you know, if, uh, if an offer comes along. And I thought that was silly. But, you know, using the Keith Plunkett logic of if we had the money for too many and then we bought a forward, we obviously had money to spend on a midfielder. Well, the same is true for Real Madrid. They had $200 million lined up for Mbappe. And then they signed too many. So does that mean they're not in for a forward anymore? And that it made me think for the first time of like, oh shit, he could actually go this summer because I'm still of the belief, probably completely blinkered and definitely for my own interest that he'll resign. I think he'll resign. I don't think that there's, if it's just the base wage per week and the control of his image rights and stuff like that. But I think for his legacy, I think for his status as a global superstar, you don't measure that on how much money a player made. You know, we don't stack that up as the, as the measuring stick for how great you are. Once you decide to finally hang up the boots. I just think that the, the best spot for Mo Salah is to stay at Liverpool. I personally, when this was all going on last season, I was of the mind of, we can't give him the huge wages that he wants. So give him another two years, 
Because to me, Mo Salah looks like he could play well past 34, 35, 36. So give him a six-year contract and let him guarantee, you know, a certain level of earning. It might not be as much as he could get for the next two years, but, you know, guarantee for the next six years that you're going to get 230 grand a week sort of thing. Uh, that would be my mind of it. But it's, I think, I still think the team has to keep him. His goals are too important uh, to lose going into this season. Both him and Mane in one summer would be way too many goals taken out of this team. Yeah, I, I kind of agree as well. Um, but that's that's where I'm kind of torn because, and it's purely like selfish reasons. I don't want to have to listen to it for another 12 months. Um, but Ron, on something that Matt said there as well, there's so many examples of players that have gone before him that have left for whatever reason and they just don't make it or they don't, they're not able to, to refine the form that they had whilst playing with Liverpool. Do you think that, that would be a, a worry with Salah moving away? Um, I'd like it to be. <laughs> Although uh, I don't know that it, it would be true. Um, I mean, if you look at the, the most likely destinations, I mean, you know, Bayern Munich is now off that list. At PSG, he probably would be fine, um, you know, given he'd be able to kick his feet up in the French League for most of the season. Um, Real Madrid, it may work. Um, there's some rejigging that they'd have to do to, to, to kind of see that. But the, the biggest thing is, I, I, I think that what come have to come into that calculus of whether he'd do well somewhere else is, um, you know, as good as he is, what got what got the whole ball rolling is the fact that he played in a system and with a with with a trio um, that were designed to get the best out of him. Um, I don't know that Real Madrid is going to set up with the idea of let's get the best out of Mosala. It's going to be, you know, put the best players money can buy up front and see what they do. Um, same, same, which is same thing PSG is, would would be, and we all see how that turned out. So, you know, I don't know if he's thinking about that. I would hope he is uh, because you got to remember, you know, yeah, we have Dar- we just signed Nunez. Yeah, Leo Diaz is electric, and we all love how he's hit the ground running. But our attack, you know, Mo Salah is the spearhead of the attack at Liverpool. It's our system from the time he got his, the ball rolling has been designed to get the best out of him and his skill set, you know, to the point where we took, you know, an up-and-coming world-class player that would have already been proven for us in Sadio Mane, took him off his favorite right side, switched him to the left to accommodate Mo Salah. So, you know, that would be the one thing if I were him that would be, that would be you know, giving me a bit of pause before I signaled so, hap- so, so, so heavily that I wanted to jump ship. Just, just on uh, Gav, on Matt said there, so legacy, um, and I, just from reading him into Salah and kind of, I think to him his legacy is a big thing for himself. How much of his legacy is he risking by making a, a move away? Um, not much. I no, that's me talking. That's mm. that's not. I'm not speaking for a fan base. Um, I never do. But 
you know, I think if Salah, I think if Salah turned around now and said he wanted to leave Liverpool, all right, um, I think he, it would it would do some damage to his legacy, you know, because it was it's you know he, we know there's a contract situation going on. He said he will be here next season, and you know he's he's never going to. I don't think he's ever going to lie about stuff he said before. Or, you know, someone might pop something out of somewhere, but he he kind of come out fairly strong before the Champions League final. Said, "No, I'll be here next season. Um, I'm I'm here next season. That's it." So. If it comes down to it and he goes to the end of the season, they don't agree the contract and he's free to leave and he leaves, I don't think he ruins any of his, he wouldn't ruin any of his um, legacy with me anyway because I just look at it as somebody that's looking for something, can't get it, all right, or probably, look, it could be someone looking for too much and can't get it, it could be someone looking for something reasonable and can't get it and he will go away six seasons down at Liverpool would it be? Um, and he he could be close if if he, if he does another season like he's done over the last few many goals he got for Liverpool hundred and fifty odd goals is he yeah sixty odd goals I'm sure you can look it up but he could end up he could end up going I think he has about that I think he's I think he's ridiculous amount of goal involvement anyway but he could he could go go at the end of this season being close to you know two hundred goals for Liverpool and you know we always try to. I suppose, take sides and someone has to be absolutely right and somebody has to be absolutely wrong in every single football situation that we come across right now. And sometimes you just look at it and go, they're just not on the same page. And that happens in life, in work, in sport, wherever it might be. And it goes, and he goes. And if he goes, after honouring his contract, you can't really say much against him, you know? Now, I'm not, it could it could come out then, like I keep saying about these numbers, it could come out at the back end of next season, or this season, and it was like, he wanted 500 grand a week. And then you go, well, hold on. Like, you know what I mean? We're never getting there. Do you know what I mean? But uh, the numbers are crucial. But for me, if this contract runs down and both sides can't find a resolution to it, I don't know if any, you, you can apportion blame to people if you want, but. Mo Salah would have still honoured his contract at Liverpool that he signed and played right up to the end of that contract. So I can't see why people would have a have a go at Mo Salah and his legacy. Not, uh, not even necessarily with Liverpool fans. So, yeah. he, so he sorry, Kieran, Kieran makes a great point. Sorry, he says, it depends for him and he's probably right here. He said, if he goes to City, Chelsea or Newcastle, he's in the bin for me. That's what could hurt him. You know, if he runs down a contract and turns up at City or Newcastle because they're offering an extortionate amount of money. Um, you know, that's where you kind of go, right, he's on his contract, but look where he's going. I think if he went off to PSG or Real Madrid or Barcelona or Bayern Munich or Juventus or one of the Milans or, you know, whatever it might be. And I know I'm mentioning names there that I mightn't be able to afford them, but I'm just saying if he went off onto the continent, I suppose, and played three or four years there before he hung up his boot, you kind of go, fine, it's a different challenge, you know, um, but staying in the Premier League isn't a different challenge. It's just the same challenge with, with more money. And he's every right to look for that money, by the way. Um, he's every right to look for it. Liverpool have every right to protect their ass, their asset as well and their kind of structure. But I kind of agree with Kieran. If he stayed in the Premier League, there would be a little bit of a sour taste. But overall, he would have still honoured his contract at Liverpool, not broken it, and played right up until the last day of that contract. So legacy of that be absolutely fine for me. I think in terms of... I think he, he is on record as saying that he wants to be the best in the world. 
Ballon d'Or, that kind of stuff. Um, that that was maybe more so what I was kind of leaning towards. Does he stand more of a chance reaching that kind of a goal, staying with us, or does he have more of a chance? Like if he moves away, Matt, there, there, we have seen in the past that form can completely drop off a cliff. Does moving in terms of his Ballon d'Or hopes affect him? Uh, maybe. I mean, recent history has shown that it's easiest to win a Ballon d'Or if you play for Barcelona or Real Madrid. That's that's just kind of been the reality of the Ballon d'Or. Oh, I don't know if you guys are frozen here or what. No, you're fine. Oh, that's good? Okay. My screen's all frozen up. Maybe it's just Emmett. Uh, it's in terms of his legacy, like what Gav was saying there, like even if he went to Newcastle, which, you know, that would make sense. That seems to be a club that could afford him. Man City could afford him. I don't think it hurts his legacy. I think it hurts how people feel about him in the short term. To me, legacy is long term. To me, legacy is 25 years down the road when somebody's doing an all-time Liverpool 11 draft and it's not even a question that your first forward going in is Mo Salah. And I just don't think he's got enough time to go anywhere else and have the same amount of impact that he's already started to build up here at Liverpool. So in terms of his legacy, which is how... So he might not win a Ballon d'Or if he stays at Liverpool, but he might go down as one of the three best players that Liverpool Football Club has ever had. And we are one of the biggest football clubs in the world, and that is legacy. If he moves to Real Madrid, he'll never catch Raul, Benzema, Ronaldo... Gareth Bale, he won't catch their trophy numbers because that's all he'll be able to accumulate at that point is stacking up Spanish leagues and Spanish cups. PSG is a club that doesn't have legacy. It doesn't have history. It hasn't won a European Cup. So, I mean, he could go there and found that, but it wouldn't be the same legacy as going down as one of the great, all-time great players for one of the all-time biggest clubs in the world. I think there's probably an argument, Matt, to say that even if he leaves this summer, he's probably in our top, I won't say three, yeah. five players of all time. Um, would you agree, yeah. Ron? So think if he, if he stays for another three years. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're putting the him best. at that level already. Yeah. What do you think, Ron? Yeah, I, I'd Ron. agree. Um, I think on the legacy piece, I mean, he's got to, he, if he stays at Liverpool and he keeps the consistency that we've seen, I mean, he doesn't have a chance of just being one of Liverpool's top three players all the time. He's has being a Premier League all-time great because um, you know he's only he's one of the few people within with a shot to get even close to share. You know, so I mean, I'm not saying he's going to catch him, but he can get he can get pretty close over the next few years, c- keeping this level of consistency, which is you know amazing. Uh, so I think I think that legacy is, is part of it, and also I think. While his chances of being considered for the Ballon d'Or and having a shot at winning it might be better at Barcelona or Real Madrid, um, you know, there's no guarantee. That's the thing. Uh, he could go to Barcelona and Real Madrid, have a stellar season, and it still goes to Benzema for whatever reason. Like you know, you know, it, it, there's no guarantee in doing that. So. You know, you, you're you're well on your way at, at Liverpool to creating a legacy that you know generation that that that's a that's that's a generational legacy. You know that, and that and most players 
who even have the aspiration to be that good never even come close to it. So why jump off that ship now? Can I can I just say um Sony Kang put in here, he said Gav, wasn't your original belief that Salah leaving would be a bad look, detrimental for FSG and the fans? Or is he not think that's the case now? Just listen, I don't want Mo Salah to leave Liverpool Football Club. Right? And I probably would question uh, if he goes, did he do enough? Did You know, you'll always question that. When I made that comment about Mo Salah, um, he was absolutely flying. Um, there was nothing out in the media. It was very, very quiet. It was. It looked like it was being done behind closed doors in private, and you know everyone was hoping that'd be done. And I want. I still want it done. You know, um, I'd hazard a guess that they will make him the highest paid player at the club ever. Right? I would hazard that guess. I don't know if it just goes high enough for him. Um, I think. I think what's what's done for Salah. Not not so much Salah, but other stuff that's gone on in the media um, has been these little kind of digs and, you know, stuff dropped with certain journalists and stuff like that to put out there, you know, that he doesn't, he's not happy with this and that and, you know, there's no way we'd be signing this and no way we'd be signing that. I think that that's hurt him a little bit um, in some fans' eyes and in the media's eyes, I think uh, they've kind of hooked onto that. I'm always, I, I love when the deal is done behind closed doors and you don't hear anything about it. Um, FSG will most definitely get criticism if Salah walks out at the end of the season. There's no doubt about it. And do they deserve some criticism? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. But I keep going back to it. If FSG come out at the end of the season and say, we offered him 350 grand a week and he said no, you kind of go, what more did he want to do? Because I think we're in that squad. I don't know how much Virgil van Dijk's on. 220 grand a week probably, right? I think it's fairly acceptable amongst the the, fan, the the players, the squad itself, to go, Salah probably deserves a quarter of a million a week, you know, base. And then he could earn up another whatever on top of that. Or a little bit higher than that. I'm sure there's numbers in, in players' heads where they go, he probably deserves it. Like, he's scoring a ridiculous amount of goals, assists. He's, he's unbelievable. Um, But at the same time, they can only go so high because... I'm sure if they if they thought they could, they'd, they'd probably pay Mo Salah extortionate money. It's extortionate anyway, but extortionate money. But I think there's a definitely a, a, a balance where they have to go, how high do we go before Virgil van Dijk goes, hold on, I'm already with 30 or 40 grand a week more than me, but hold on, 100 grand a week more than me. You know, like he's literally on, he's getting you know, 50% more, you know, of my, my wages. Then, you know, it's. I think it's a very hard balancing act and that's not me telling you that FSG are doing it absolutely perfect they might be in stubborn <clears throat> but the, the truth of it will only come out um, if you actually hear hard numbers and sometimes sometimes you don't hear that but I'd like I'd love to see even if you gave me 15 20 grand either side of the real number um, I, I'd love to see it just to see um, where it kind of lies and that's why I think that's why I think it won't happen because I think that might be a limit that FSG have got to and Salah has a, a, a minimum and the, the minimum just does not meet that limit and they'll, they'll part ways well look talking about part I'm sure that this one's going to rumble on for a while anyway and I'm sure we'll probably speak about it again but um, speaking on parting ways so this week we obviously lost Sadio Mane um, and also uh, Taki Minamino uh, to Bayern and 
uh, Monaco respectively. And we've seen a few players go out on loan. We've got Billy Cometio going to Austria. Uh, Adam Lewis has uh, gone out on loan. We have a Polish goalkeeper going out on loan. I won't embarrass myself by trying to pronounce his name. Um, Good move. Good move. <laughs> um, Gav, do you see any more players leaving? Go. Or is there anybody that you, yeah, is there anybody that's not left yet that you probably would have thought would have been gone? <laughs> You've seen Calvin Ramsey come in and I think it's pretty clear he's going to be the fourth choice back up to Trent. Um, young um, Bradley has gone to Bolton on, on loan and Nico Williams has been linked with Fulham, Forest. There's a good few teams, isn't there, that have been linked with Nico Williams. I think the price there is 15 million. Um, and I, kind of, I like Nico Williams. Um, he's now, look... There's no point comparing him to Trent Alexander and like that fella's just ridiculous, you know, the sort of way as and all as he can't defend stuff is an absolute myth. But what he does going forward defensively, he's he's absolutely fine for a fullback. Like, you know, I think when it comes to Trent, you're expecting him to be as good defending as he is going forward. You know? And the the funny thing is he's good defensively. It's just going forward he's ridiculous. And you haven't really seen um, I can't remember the last time I've seen a fullback like that. That's that good. Like, that good going forward, where you actually start to question the defensively because he's, like, he's not absolutely pitch perfect defensively. Nobody's pitch perfect defensively. Um, but when you look at this Calvin Ramsey lad coming in, I've seen, now I've only seen what most people have seen, you know, snippets, two, one and two minute videos here and there. But what you can see, he's he's big. He's he's aggressive. He's good on the ball. He's decent pace. He's annoying. He's taking all the free kicks and he's taking all the corners up at Aberdeen as a really young fullback. Um, and I think the fact that Bradley's gone to loan uh, uh, Fulham and Liverpool are courting uh, bids for Nico Williams. I think that that shows. So Nico Williams will go, and I think he'll do a really good job for somebody in the Premier League because I think he's really solid defensively. I really do. I, I like Nico Williams defensively. You know, he can get caught at times. Don't get me wrong. He, he gets absolutely murdered away at Brighton. Um, I think we win the league and he, he plays against Brighton. And he's murdered by um, Lamptey on the night. He's playing left back. And But overall, if you see him, especially for Wales, really good defensively. He's very direct going forward. Likes to bomb forward. He's um, he's kind of an old school fullback in that, in that sense. That He's very direct going forward. You know, just likes to get get his head down motor and get balls in the box so I wish him all the best because I think he will do a good job in the Premier League most definitely um, Minamino's gone Origi's gone Mane's gone oh, I still think Oxley chamberlain lifts I am um, <coughs> I just don't see where they fit him in I really don't look I keep saying seven midfielders and then someone said no it's eight you know and I was kind of going hold on is it eight you know and I keep yeah. naming all the and it is eight isn't it it's like it's 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 Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago is three, Milner's four, Kate is five. You've got Jones, Elliot, is that? And, and, and Ox would make it eight. So he's seven players kind of yeah. in front of him. And I've been telling myself if Ox leaves, they'll bring somebody in. And I'm actually starting to wonder if Ox leaves, do they? Because you're still left with seven, you know? And <clears throat> I think he will go. I think he's one year left on his deal. I can't see him getting back into this Liverpool side unless something catastrophic happens, um, you know, with regards to injuries. And, you know, people love the the worst-case scenarios of what if these five get injured at the same time? Will these fellas win a league game for you? And they're going to go, on. well, take five out of City, 
team. Will they win a league game for you? Take them out United, take them out of Arsenal, Chelsea, whoever it is. Um, Billy Cometio's gone on loan. And I think, I think the loans are interesting. Adam Lewis has gone on loan as well, I think. I think they're interesting because you'd be looking at them going, they might hold on to them, League Cup coming up and stuff like that. Um, but they're not. They, you know, they're, they're letting a few go on loan. Fourth team wise, I think, um, you'll see Nico go. You'll see, I think you'll, I think you will see Oxlade Chamberlain go. After that, I don't really see anything moving after that. There's rumours Williams, Reese Williams is going to be going on loan as well. Does that mean we keep hold of Phillips? Because there were rumours of Phillips staying. Man, what do you think? If Billy Cometio is going, Reese Williams going, does it, does it mean Nat Phillips is staying? Well, I mean, Klopp and co have shown that they're willing to go into a season with a surprisingly few number of center halves before, and we know how that worked out. But uh, just the four seems too few. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. A name that I haven't heard really anybody talk about is uh, Vandenberg. You know, he's had a couple of good loan spells out at Preston North End. Uh, You know, he's part of my go back a couple of weeks of three at the back. You know, Vandenberg's been practicing it for a couple of years. Uh, He's playing right back for Preston. Yeah, they love him. He's playing right back for Preston. Well, ah, shit. We wasted this money on Calvin Ramsey. We had a ready-made (laughs) six-foot-five Dutch Trent replacement uh, out on loan. Uh, I I would be blown away if both Oxlade-Chamberlain and Phillips don't leave before the end of the window. Uh, I think Liverpool will accept the cut rate Chamberlain because he's going to be on pretty decent wages and I think for you know it might cost you you might not get three or four million to what you were asking for originally but given the his pay I believe he's over a hundred thousand hundred ten thousand something like that you know he was on a pretty good contract when we signed him so I think the club will want to get him off the books because he will be eighth choice and that's an awful lot to be paying eighth choice midfielder and then Nat Phillips I mean a lot of people kind of thought he was going to go last year and then thought he was going to go permanently in January and he's still with the club. If he stays, there's not going to be a lot of Liverpool fans that are upset about that because it's Nat Phillips, you know, the the Cruyff turn at the San Siro legend himself sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I can see those two going and I'm glad that Gab's finally coming around. It's, I, I don't think there's going to be a midfield signing even if Oxlade-Chamberlain goes because the numbers are just there. Yeah, you were speaking about your three at the back. I was speaking about a two-man midfield, <laughs> which would, to me, if there is a change, and I know we'll get comments saying nobody's even suggesting that there's going to be a change of formation. He always changes something every year. I think last year was really the high line was really kind of – they had tried it, but it was really kind of nailed on last year. Um, and Trent you know, drifting in from the right and taking up central positions yeah, last season. Exactly. So – if they go with two men, then you're picking two from seven or two from eight. If Ox stays, mm. um, but then Ron, you're picking, but then you're picking four from six up front. Yeah. So then you. Then like you, the three, then you probably, it all depends. We always say this. It all depends on where Cavalli. Yeah, but plays. but but uh, like the the argument to sign somebody comes back because you you'd say okay you're picking four from six, right? Even if you put Carvalho in the attacking, right? That only, I think that will only make it Four six, right? Far from seven, even right. But you don't know where he's going to play, right? So you can throw him into midfield or up front to to, to help your argument. 
you know the sort of way I think if he went to four two three one, there's much more of an argument to sign another forward you know I think that I think that genuinely is but <laughs> Nat Phillips I think will go I think I think Joe Gomez will sign a new deal and you'll end up with the four that you had there last season and they're absolutely comfortable with that Ron who do you see leaving um honestly I I don't know I don't know about Phillips. I don't I don't I don't know that he's gonna end up leaving. I think he'll end up staying. I also contrary to everybody else, I do think Ox is gonna end up staying, uh, for the simple fact of he's already here, doesn't hurt our quota, and we're probably not gonna get the offer we want for him. So as long as he's not kicking out with us, why not let him fill out the roster um, and let us have enough bodies for the midfield? I mean, I understand on his side, he should want to go. Um, it's probably the best thing for him if he's going to pick up his career. I don't, like Gab, I don't really see him uh, finding his way into the team on a regular basis. But in terms of having the, the squad depth, um, there's, no need, there's no need to train him. There's no need to teach him on the system, you know, while I would argue we probably should move on as much as I like Ox, I kind of have a funny suspicion he's going to be here next season. Um, so then that kind of throws the whole uh, seven, seven minute midfield theory up a little bit. Um, as far as a change to a two minute midfield, that does seem rather likely. Um, like, like, but like you guys have said, uh, repeatedly, it all depends on what is happening with Carvalho. Um, I think he's more likely to be a midfielder than a front, at least in his first, in his, where he gets his first minutes. But, um, you know, that remains to be seen. Kieran Thorne has said there about the quota. Um, he's saying, look, nobody seems to be uh, paying attention to the fact that we don't reach the homegrown criteria again this season. And then people want uh, Ox sold, etc. And then he says he can see Adrian going and he thinks they look to sign Ben Foster, which would um, help the, the quota. As Red Steve says, Ox out bowing in. That's what he'd like to see. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. What do you think, Emmett? Do you, do you think there's room just, you know, is it, is it, sometimes it comes where along like, like to Nat Phillips where you go, he signed a long-term deal last summer. He went on loan to Bournemouth. He's back now. And we're still sitting there with easily, I think, the best four centre-backs as a, as a group in world yeah. football. I I personally think, like I said at the start, I think Nat Phillips is going to stay, especially with Billy Comecio going, Reese Williams going out on loan, well, rumoured to be going out on loan. Sepp van der Berg is supposed to be still staying out on loan again. <clears throat> I know we'll have four. But we've been burnt in the la in the last couple of seasons. Um, you still have Joe Gomez who suffered a, an awful injury. You had Van Dijk that had an awful injury, and then you've got Matip. So really, the only one of the four who's kind of injury free would be Touchwood Kanate. Um, so look, I know you can't go into a season and overload on every single area and have a squad of 40 players just to make, just in case five of them get injured. But I just, from reading certain things, and I think you see Phillips staying. I think Ox... I does, think Phillips, Ox does, Phillips, does Phillips stay to be the centre-back in, in 
you know, uh, League Cup games and you put one of the I four think, in with them. Yeah, I think so. And also, look, everybody be sick of me saying it. Five subs next season. You're going to be able to rotate players out. So you get a, get a bit of a head of steam up, you get a lead up, take Van Dijk off. It doesn't necessarily always have to be Gomez coming in for him. It doesn't have to be Matip coming on for him. I think Phillips is a solid, he's a solid old school defender. And I don't think anybody would have any qualms about him coming on to see out a game with 15, 20 minutes to go. Um, I think there is game time there from I'd have a lot more confidence in Phillips coming on than Reese Williams coming on or Billy Comezio coming on. Um, I just think whilst we're sitting with three centre halves, again, like I said, Touchwood that have had either a long list of injuries or really bad injuries, that it is probably one area of the pitch I would be willing to kind of pad out a little bit uh, above any any other position on the on the pitch. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think one of the things you you called Nat Phillips an old school defender. I think that's the biggest thing going against him. Like you know, you mentioned how much we changed to relying on that high line and the pace of our back line, and that's just for all of Nat Phillips' amazing you know head bandages against Manchester United. He's not the most fleet of foot center half in the world, and I think that just works against him. And I think there there has to be teams out there. I mean. You know, we're going to get into transfers for the rest of the window coming up, but there's a lot of teams that could use a defender. You know, maybe not top six teams looking at Nat Phillips, but Aston Villa would certainly be a better defensive unit if they had Nat Phillips instead of Mings or Konza in there. We're like, there's lots of teams where Nat Phillips should go and be able to find Premier League games playing in a system that's more suited to his strengths. No, 100%. I mean, if we, got a, if we get a big offer for him, a decent offer, or what we value him for, I would have no problem in selling him. But I just think that yeah. with what we're seeing with Reese Williams and all the others going out, that you'll they probably maybe see, look at the whole onto. You'll probably see Barmouth make an offer yeah. sometime in July. And, you know, he was there with them. He got promoted with them. Um, he done okay by all accounts. Um, but Barmouth have been quite boned, haven't they, by Liverpool with transfers in the past. Um, but, I think you will see bids for Nat Phillips. I, I see both arguments, to be honest, where you could keep him and say, right, he's going to be used as, you know, um, League Cup on the bench. But then again, if you're playing, say, Canate and, and Van Dijk at the back, Matip and Gomez want to be on the bench. And you don't want to see Nat Phillips on there with him. And I know you have five subs, but if you have three centre-halves in your nine that you pick, like people are going to go, what's going on here? You know what I mean? There's no way you're going to need three centre-halves in this game on the bench. So I understand the five subs thing. But I think the five subs thing is more a case of how how you can affect the game more with five. And as well, I get the rotation stuff, but you're not taking two centre-halves and a full-back off to put three centre-halves on from the bench like simply for <laughs> rotation. And no matter what game you're playing... You know, um, three at some, the back, baby. Three at the back. <laughs> um, a few people in the chat there have said about him going out on loan that he probably won four in football. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair as well. I, I can see him going. I can see. Him. I could probably see him. Do you know what I could see? Actually, I could see another season long loan at Barmouth, and if they stay up an obligation to buy. And, and do you do you think we'd be okay with four? Yeah, yeah the four that we have. Yeah, yeah. I think because you know, going into that season. You have you have Van Dyke, who the injury's behind him. It's simply behind him. 
you know, he's he's played a full Premier League season. He's played the vast, vast majority of games for Liverpool in a, in a season where he played every game possible. Um, and only at the very end did you see him wane a little bit. That FA Cup final. Was it when he came off? Can I think he went on? No? Yeah, no, no it was, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. the FA Cup final. Yeah. Um, you seen him wane a little bit there and he kind of had to be protected a little bit. And that's, that's absolutely fine after being out for 10 months or so. You have Joe Matip who, who was around all season. In fairness to him, Kanate hasn't shown any sign of breaking down, and Joe Gomez has been, you know, nursed, I suppose, through this this season just gone, and will be looking to really get going again. And I actually fancy Joe Gomez to really, really push to get back in beside um, Virgil Van Dijk. I think, I think it's it's one of those where we looked and went, oh, he's down the pecking order last season. But in fairness, and maybe I even said it, but I was probably wrong. The club probably nursed him through that season. And just put him in at different spots and just, you know, being really cautious with him because it was meant to be a horrific injury he got. We didn't get the full details because Gareth Southgate wouldn't tell us. Um, and overall, Keija, I think the four, Emma, I think the four are fine. I think, I think the four are fine. I think you can overdo it at times. And I know it comes back to I'm mentally the 20, scared, 2021 <laughs> season. I know it comes back to that. But that's ridiculous stuff. Like... You know what I mean? If you're if you're planning for ridiculous stuff, we'd be signing three more midfielders, and you'd be keeping two centre halves, and you'd be signing another left back, and you'd be signing another three forwards. You know, you'd be American football roster stuff, just in case. But that's not how it works. You know, um, and Nat Phillips, I like him. I don't think he's done anything bad for Liverpool. I think he's been really, really good and played a huge part in getting us into the Champions League um, season before last, as we would call it now. But I think he deserves to find somewhere where Nat Phillips is this team's centre-half. Not Liverpool's on loan at Bournemouth, this team's centre-half. I think the age he's at, how hard he's worked to get where he is. And and having the having the bravery, I suppose, to go down to the Championship and go on loan, could have went completely wrong for Bournemouth. They could have fell into the playoffs and not got, not got up to the Premier League. I think he deserves it. And I think... Liverpool made him, not not made him, but Liverpool made him an offer last summer where he could sign a long-term deal. That's lovely stability for him, if anything goes wrong. And it was a reward for what he'd done. But overall, I think Nat Phillips, with that taste of, you know, being first-choice centre-back, um, I think I think it'd be enough to, for him to go and look, to go and play his football elsewhere. And I think he, he is a Premier League-level defender. I he, think so. He does it. Oh, yeah, that goes in. Well, I always made the argument that if if um, that, that fella at Brighton, who was at loan at Celtic, and he's terrible, the Irish fella, um, if he's playing Premier League football for Brighton, and Graham Potter's telling you he's a, he's a Premier League centre half, well, Nat Phillips is. Simple as that. Good stuff. Um, let's get on to the rest of the window. So we talked about maybe more people leaving. Do we see? I'll go to you, Ron. Do you see anybody else coming in in the window? Or do you go with the Twitterati and uh, that's it, we're done, done and dusted? I, I'd like to see I'd like to see someone else come in the window. Um, it, you know, kind of as we were saying about the midfield. Um, if anything, um, I'd like to see uh, more. If we can't get anything, I'd like to see a, a, a Fabinho understudy. I think that's an area where we could use another specialist to get could get groomed up. Um, however, realistically, 
I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see as that bringing anybody in unless without a departure, I don't see anyone else coming in. Um, unfortunately, I, th- I think, and, and, and to be perfectly honest, I, I, I you know, I don't I, like, like everybody else. I don't speak for the entire fan base, but I am actually quite okay um, with the squad as currently constructed. Not, it's not perfect. It's not um, the finished article. There's, there's some things that could be tweaked. Like I said, I'd like to see another midfielder, but if this is what we're going to bat with um, next season, I'm all for it. Good stuff. Matt, how about you? Do you see anybody else coming in this window? Or like Ron said, and like a lot of people have said, it maybe only happens if one goes. I think that's the only chance that we see any more incomings this window. Uh, that, well, no, I spoke too soon. There is one other option that I'm keeping out there. Uh, that's... You know, when Klopp signed his extension and he said that he got the backing from the club for his transfer plans, if they think as highly of Bellingham as we've all been kind of led to believe and are letting ourselves believe, if there's a number, if it's, you know, if we think he's got an 80 million release clause next summer, if it's 110, because Klopp's only got four years left. You know, if we wait until next year for Bellingham and it's only three years left and the difference was 30 million, maybe that's the backing that, you know, he was kind of talking about. If I want this player now, that's just a pipe dream, though. Uh, but unless somebody comes in for Mo Salah or somebody comes in with a huge offer for Naby Keita and he's been, you know, waffling over signing a new deal and Liverpool don't like his attitude towards that, that's really the only case where I can see uh, any other players coming in and. I, I'm very happy with that. Like, you know, Ron, I think we can speak for the whole fan base. I think we should be happy with the makeup of the, oh, well. the squad currently. Oh, God. <laughs> Best of luck with that, man. Well, we, sh- we should. We should. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Comments. Yeah, we were. I guess we I guess came as close to doing front, the quadruple this, as anybody's ever done, but, I'll stand with uh, you. Ron is backing away slowly here. Ron's backing away slowly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Crazy Canadian. You know, you know, See? us Americans and Canadians, we gotta stick together when we're on, when we're on the other side of the pond. So I'll, I'll stand with them. We're gonna we're gonna have words after this, though. But uh. <laughs> Gav, you are all in on similar to what Matt said that if it's eighty next year, like let's test the waters with a hundred. Um, and there was a bit of noise around the Bellingham transfer, and it's kind of intimated that we're we're happy enough to wait to next until next season do you think there's any kind of or have we been given given any kind of reassurances or assurances that that deal is possible uh, look, it is possible but have we given, been given, given any indication that yes it's 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 happening next summer and is that why we've kind of taken a step back from it well we don't know if we've taken a step back from it yeah you know um like liverpool could literally be walking on a deal Joe Bellingham for this summer. We don't know. Um, a lot of people say there's, there's this. Every, from what I've read, there is a, an 80 million buyout clause in Joe Bellingham's contract next season. Now, I read loads of stuff every day, and um, it's most of what I read, and it just goes over my head. I go, no, not happening. But but then you do read stuff from Germany where they've said, look, um, there's no buyout clause, but there's like a, an agreement with Borussia Dortmund that. This is the number, but I'm willing to stay for another season. Okay? Um, if he was to go now, the number goes out the window. It could be anything. Like, Bruce Dortmund could turn around tomorrow and go, we want 150 million. We don't care if it's, 100, it's 80 million next season. 
this is a this is not next season. This is now. You know the sort of way. Um, look, the rest of the window. Um, I think I think I th- I'm really happy about Calvin Ramsey. I think he's he's the right profile to come in and and be worked on. I think somebody said there maybe Gomez covering a little bit of right back like he did last season and letting Ramsey bed in. I'm not a fan of Joe Gomez at right back. I never have been. He's a centre back. Play him at centre back or don't play him. You know, and I get bringing he was brilliant away at Newcastle by the way at right back. He really was. Um, but I just the odd game. I'm fine, but just don't get into this habit of... Like, I'll put it this way. If Liverpool lose Trent for six games, I would rather see a right-back play for six mm-hmm. games over Milner or Gomez. That's just the way I am. And I think if we're good enough, and we are good enough, we're able to help that player. And if he's coming in that highly um, rated, <laughs> he has to play if he's needed. You know the sort of way? You don't come into the first-team squad just for the crack. He's in there for a reason. We're selling Nico Williams. We're sending the other young lad out on loan, so he must be highly, highly rated. So I'm really happy over that one. Centre-backs, absolutely fine. Whatever happens with Van, Vandenberg, um, Phillips, whoever it might be, fine. But the far there, I'm absolutely fine. But left-back, absolutely fine. But midfield, I think I'd like one. I think I would. I think I'd like one. I don't know if it'll happen, but I, I, I just... Yeah, I think I would like one. Um, because I think if you've got a really, really good one, not only does it strengthen your midfield, and it gives... You have to remember, Curtis Jones, for me, fell off a bit of a cliff this season. And I'm absolutely fine with it, by the way. I'm not having a go at Curtis Jones. But he'll need... For me, it's a big season for him. And he might be really good for 60% of the season. Or seventy percent of the season, and drop off a little bit. He's still twenty-one years of age. I think it's a big season for him. Harvey Elliott's come back off a bad injury, um, in and out, more out than in, to be honest. Um, and he'll look to have. I don't. I don't think it's it's a huge season for Harvey Elliott. It's one way you'd like to see him progress and maybe appear twenty-five times for Liverpool. He's still only eighteen years of age, so I I think I'd really like one in that mould that's really creative, um. And if it's a if it's an absolute banger of a signing, I think it takes actually some pressure off the likes of uh, Darwin Nunes, Diaz, Salah to a certain extent, um, Jota. Uh, you know, I think I'd like to see him, but I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know, and I look for that reason, and I look for the forward planning reasons. We're not going to panic ourselves next summer because, regardless of what people say and how much they like the squad, and I do, because I'm going. Listen, I, if, it, if, it, if the Premier League starts tomorrow, I'm going in thinking Liverpool win it, right? And that's not me being blind faith like I've done for forty years. I think Liverpool win the Premier League next season, right? Because I think we're good enough to win the Premier League next season. I think we're good enough to win the last season. We got pipped, fine. Um, but I just the forward. The forward planning thing, I think, is is the one in my head where I don't I don't want to get to next season when you are going to lose Ox if he doesn't go this summer. You are going to lose Milner, right? I think you're going to you'd see a reduced Henderson from next season. That's just my opinion, right? You have Keita who could be gone if he doesn't sign a new deal. There's lots there, and you know that's not worst case scenario like I mentioned earlier in injuries. That's fact. That's mm-hmm. fact. If nothing happens with them, and then you are left with a Curtis Jones that's still finding his way in my opinion, and Harvey Elliott is still 18 years, he'd be probably 19 years of age, come that time, so 
I think the whole forward planning thing is probably the biggest thing in my mind when it comes to a midfielder. But also the fact that just another good player, I'm, I'm all over it. Get two of them, actually. Just get two of them. Do, do you think that Joan, like, so obviously he wasn't as good as he as he has been or as he has shown. But I And I think it's been spoken about on this podcast before that I think maybe with Jones, that Klopp maybe pulled him back from the, the first team a little bit and maybe tried to change his game because what, we, what we'd seen previously was a marauding midfielder and shooting on sight nearly. And I know we've said that we kind of nearly need that, but that probably wasn't when Jones was at his best. But then when we saw him towards the end of the season, he was a little bit more controlled on the ball and um, wasn't as frantic with passing the ball. Um, do you think it's a mixture of falling off a cliff or do you think he kind of regressed slightly, but was it down to maybe a change in the style of play? For, for the player himself um, got to run I think it was both I think I do think uh, Klopp has tried to get uh, Jones to become more of a utility uh, midfielder as opposed to uh, what he was before which is a lot more tech minded because um, he's, he's you know he's not going to lose his ability to retain the ball he's still he's very good at that even in tight spaces under pressure he's really good at that that didn't change but it felt a little bit like uh, when he would when he would try to go forward and express himself, um, he would get carried away a little bit, uh, taking shots from distance, which you know the team could use. But he it was it's the timing of when you do it, um, and he hadn't got he hadn't got that figured out quite yet. I mean, he's a young player, so it's not a knock against him. Uh, it's something that's going to come. But I think Cop was trying to, if I'm can peer into his head a little bit, is trying to get him to understand. You know, you need to nail down these basic bits of the game in this system first and then go forward and do that and do those kind of things in a sort of way. So, you know, you're you've got your bases covered. You're, you're performing your role in the team. And once that's cut, once you've perfected that, now you can now you'll be better at timing, you know, your runs forward and your when, when to take a shot, when to when to when to keep the ball. You'll be better at that once you've got the basics, you know, perfected. So I think. I think that's kind of what what was going on this season for Curtis, which is why I think uh, we'll see a lot a lot more of what we a lot more a lot more appealing version of of, of Jones next season. Yeah, I think uh, Bejan says there that Klopp uh, maybe Klopp put a leash on him and asked him to be more of a genie style player. Um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of yeah, I I kind of had a feeling that that was the, I, I think he kind of took Elliot away as well. Uh, from the, I think he went and played a, f- a few games in the twenty threes, um, and it's I suppose like you keep these lads grounded as well. Um, just one more rumor that I wanted to talk about because we've mentioned Keita and possibly not signing the deal or signing a deal. There was rumors earlier on in the week. We won't take them obviously as gospel. Rumors never are, but it was Nabi Keita and Cash for Barella Matt from Inter Milan. Do you think there's any legs to that at all? Uh, I mean, it's wild rumor season, so there's probably not any legs. I know there's a few people in the comments that are short in the legs uh, mentioned earlier. Liverpool doesn't have a great history with Italian players, so that would probably be the only thing that would kind of pickle me on that idea. And I liked Naby's season last year. I thought, uh, I really thought the Villarreal second leg where our entire midfield was so terrible and it felt like a second coming of, Naby getting hooked off in Spain in the Champions League after 35 minutes. And Klopp persevered with him. 
And uh, the change in the second half, I, I felt he really came into his own. So I'm willing to I'm willing to stand pat with Nabi Keita. And just one word on Curtis Jones. I think we might be getting the, the, the cart ahead of the horse sort of in terms of, you know, Klopp's trying to put a leash on him. It's entirely possible that after a year and a half of him being with the first team every day that the, the coaching staff realized that he wasn't that type of player. That in fact, that he's more suited to a genie Wijnaldum role, that the way that his body's filling out, you know, there was a few times towards the end of the season where he got his body and he shielded the ball. And it reminded me a lot of genie Wijnaldum, the way that he was able to just stick his ass out and nobody could ever get the ball from him sort of thing. So I'm wondering if both with Harvey and Curtis is that, that Klopp and his coaches have taken a look at them and been like, well, these are not the players that we thought they are. And they're actually be better suited, you know, drop Curtis back a little bit and make him a little bit more controlling in the midfield and drop Harvey back from an attacking role into the midfield. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm so obviously blinded and blinkered and biased about the whole thing. That's I, I, I believe in this team so much that, uh, you know, I, I'm okay with doing anything. I mean, Burrell is quite a talent, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm on record as saying that I actually really like uh, Keita, and I think I think he would have to say that last season was his best season in a Liverpool short. Um, yeah. So, uh, look, long may it continue. But again, yeah. we we may see a crazy... Point. We may see a crazy... Yeah, go ahead, Jet. I, I just want to ask everyone straight up or down. You take the deal or yes or no? Which Nabi... The Nabi Pepperell deal, yes or no? Take the deal, yes or no? I would, I would take it. Well, it depends <laughs> on how much the cash I, is. I mean, how, mu- how much cash is the question, you know? Yeah. Plus one pound? Well, maybe. <laughs> They're not arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> would you take it, Gav? Nabi and cash for Barella, depending on, obviously, how much the cash is. Um, if, I, if I thought he wasn't signing another deal, yeah. Yeah. Um because it, it it solves a lot of problems. You know, it's it stops a, a kind of six month run where you're waiting for him to get to January and then decide if you sign the pre contract with somebody else. Barella is very, very, very highly rated. Um a lot of people in the chat really like him. A lot of people I speak to about football really, really like him. I think he would sue us. And Klopp has come out and said how good a player he is. You know, he was missing for the two games against us in the Champions League and Klopp said it was huge for Inter Milan to be missing him. He felt he was the you know probably their best player. Um the, the Nabby thing is, is is interesting though. It's you know, he he's he's another one with a year left. And as much as Salah takes the limelight, we could end up we genuinely could end up running into January where we go Four of these here that could just announce tomorrow that they're all gone in the summer, and this is who they're signing for. And you've you could genuinely have forty or four eleven that won't you know they won't be Liverpool players, you know what I mean? Um, in any given game, so um, there's going to be all these links. I think Barilla, someone said earlier though, Barilla's recently signed a deal that keeps running into Milan for 2026. Now, yeah. every time I look into Milan, have loads of money, and then they're bankrupt. You know, it's 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 like. I don't know what it is. Like they're playing slot machines, and they just run out of all that money, and then they go up and top up that card, and they go back in. Um, and a bit same Milan. Though Milan have been 
taken over, haven't they, by this red ball or whatever they are, um, or red board, I don't know, it's one of them, one of the reds. It's AC Milan over. though, isn't it? Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is the Milan clubs are like that. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Every time I read about Milan club, it's like they're either fucking swimming the money from somewhere or they literally haven't got a pot to piss in. And I don't know where into Milan are right now, but having said that, they've taken Romelu Lukaku back for next to no money, but I think they have to pay quite a bit more bit of their wages. Seven million, I think it is. Yeah, and they're looking Wait. to and they're looking to bring in um there was someone else, uh Diabala they were looking to bring in as well. Um they still have Letaro there. I know the other fella sent um, what's his name? The Arsenal fella sent off against Dirty Sanchez. Yeah. Um he yeah, he's <laughs> great. I like that. Um he he's on the way out apparently. So they're trying to balance a few books there to bring bring Lukaku and, and Diabala in. So I don't know what way they are financially into Milan. Um, Klopp has name checked them, but we don't know. Well, Naby Keita, uh, last season done no harm, no harm whatsoever. And I think keep saying it, keep Naby Keita on the pitch, and he does a really really good job. Yeah, and he stayed in the pitch the vast majority of last season. Um, but he's probably remembered last season for that attempt, that goal, and I <laughs> use that term lightly. Um, or very loosely, sorry, in the Champions League final. Um, because if he stays fit and he probably has another couple of goals, he's he's probably the midfielder he scoring the most goals. Doesn't score Tapians, does he? No, no. <laughs> um, no. So look, <laughs> you don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of had the same opinion as you, Gav, but in slightly different. I, I think that we could do with a midfielder, but and I think I've said it there. It's the one place that we've not really added to since Thiago. Um, You've got Fabinho, and if, again, look, he's had his, his share of injuries. If he's injured, you've you've got Henderson, I think. You've said yourself that you probably see him play more of a six-role. I would just like to see something coming in. doesn't necessarily need to be a marquee player, but somebody that's coming in that's going to be able to do a job in the midfield if anything happens to Fabinho I got a name uh, for it and or even Henderson. Yeah, don't matter, yeah. if it's Seth Van den Berg I swear to fuck <laughs> 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 he's close but not quite Genie went album for a year oh yeah <clears throat> no 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 yeah he, he knows that. the system no. we know what we're gonna get out of him no I, I don't see it I don't see it <laughs> You know, PSG are looking to get rid of all sorts, but I just I don't know where we go back. You know, we didn't give him what he wanted, and he and he left. Would we give him what he wants now? Do you know? I, I just don't get me wrong. I I oh, love Gino no. Alden, but no, he gets half of what he was on when he was with us. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. He thought the grass was greener on the other side, and now he's going to come back over that bridge to a tin can. Man. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I, just, I, I, I personally don't see it. I personally, uh, I'm, uh, that's nothing against Gino and Alan. I just personally don't see it. Um, for kind of the way he went and some of the comments attributed to him, yeah, it's a bit like it's a bit, and it's nowhere near as much, but it's a bit like Raheem Sterling. I think Raheem Sterling will crawl over hot coal to play with Liverpool tomorrow. Um, but I think he knows to not even gauge that situation because you know the club. As much as you know, they make football decisions. They'd make they'd make decisions based on reaction as well. And Raheem Sterling just wouldn't happen. And I think, I think with Wijnaldum, I think I don't know if it was the right time for him to leave. But I think even in that year, I think an awful lot of waters passed under that bridge, and I just can't see him coming back. Yeah, 
Ron, would you have him back? I don't think it would. I, I, yeah, no. <laughs> as much as I, as much as I love Jeannie, uh, much as much as I want him back, much as I, I was sad about him going. Oh, I, wait, I, as much as I want him back, you heard it there, Freudian slip. I, you know, as much as I, as much, yeah. I mean, for it, for sentimental sentimental reasons, yeah, I'd, I'd take him back. But really, if, ter- if we're talking about what's best for the football club, no. Um, I don't see how that helps us in anything we're trying to do going forward. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a band aid measure, and unfortunately, it's a band aid that we really don't need. So, um, no, sadly. So, Ron, I'm going to stay with you. The window slams shut tomorrow. You're happy enough with the squad we have going into next season? Yeah, I, I think I think we I think we retooled well. I think we've given ourselves. Um, some new tools, some new options and new, and that we can, you know, sort of hit the ground running with. Hopefully we've got Diaz ready to, you know, further on from last season. Um, I think we're good in midfield. I think we've got an even better, well-drilled defense. The only, the only, the only drawback I have uh, thinking about it. um, And this is, I know this is a little odd, but my only, if, if if everything stays the same, my only hope is that uh, Klopp decides to use and trust Simicast a little more next season. I think I think we needed to u- I think we needed to use him a little bit more going down the stretch uh, because towards the end, you know, you know, Robbo's never going to complain, never going to put in less than than 110. But you could tell he was starting to get run into the ground a little bit, and it's not and and Simicast never did anything wrong. I mean, every performance was a seven or above. So I just hope he gets the he gets trusted a little bit more next season. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we probably could have used, and it's been said on here as well, that we probably could have used him a little bit more towards the end of the season because I think Robbo was out on his feet in that Champions League final and he could have been a little bit fresher. Matt, the, the window slams shut tom- tomorrow. Um, you happy with what we have? or? Uh, I am I'm happy either which way. I'm presuming in your scenario that means the season's also starting tomorrow. So I am over the fucking moon if the season's starting <laughs> tomorrow because I'm looking I I'm looking forward to preseason games in Singapore and I haven't even done the math on what time I'm going to have to get up at to watch those <laughs> games. Uh, but I mean I've said it before, so there's no going back on it now. I think the team's in great shape. I have the utmost faith in Jurgen Klopp, uh, and I I think we're going to win the league next season. It's I can't imagine being in any other mindset about this team. They make me feel nothing but positive thoughts. So let the window slam shut. Let uh, let Everton and Arsenal and Chelsea and Manchester United be left holding the bags that they've left themselves with. I think Spurs have probably dethroned Everton as the uh, transfer window champions. This, I don't know. Hold uh, on. Hold on. <laughs> Bo- Everton, Bo- are, Everton yeah. are on the verge of signing Harry Winks. <laughs> Fucking relax yourself. <laughs> So, Gav, look, I think you are, you've already said a few minutes ago um, that you're fairly happy and Liverpool are winning the league next year anyway, so there's no real point in asking. Yeah, I, I, I said um, I believe Liverpool will win the league. There's Mo was in the chat there and he's like, we think, I think he said earlier, we think we, we think we win every season if we only won one. I've seen Liverpool win four league titles. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's, Mo might only be twelve, so give him a break. No, well, no, no, I haven't. I've, I've seen Liverpool win the league title in eighty six, eighty eight, ninety, 
and 2020. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I am happy enough, and I, I'm. I'm always positive going into a season for Liverpool, regardless. I think the fact that Jurgen Klopp has signed that deal and he he has to be happy in what he's doing. I think. That, I think. You know, with signing that deal, he would have had very clear motives for doing it, very clear vision of what he wanted. And hopefully that vision is fulfilled going into this season. Um, like I said, I hope wherever he needs or feel he wants, um, he gets. My, my only reservation, I suppose, would be, and, and look, get injuries and stuff. I think it's a big plus that Luis Diaz got six months of this club before he starts a full season and he's getting a, he's getting a full pre-season with Liverpool. I think that's a big plus after losing Mane because, you know, I think if we lost Mane and Diaz was coming in tomorrow, he'd be going, oh, that's fucking two of them. That need to find the ground running or hit the ground running. I think that's a huge plus. Darwin Nunes looks an absolute player, you know, but I think the... The pressure on him, I don't know, think it'll be too much because I think you still have Firmino and Jota that they can play right down that middle, no problem. Um, so that's absolutely fine. I'm dying to see Carvalho play for Liverpool. Um, I have a, I have a very strong feeling he, him and Diaz will share left sided, left sided forward responsibilities. That's just my feeling on it. I don't think he will play in midfield. Um, and overall, yeah, but listen, you can always want one more. You know what I mean? That's what football is about. You can always want one more and, you know, it might happen. It might, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Matt. If, if if the window slams shut tomorrow, that means the season's up and running and I'm all for it because like, it's fucking horrible real football. It's horrible real watching Liverpool. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm quite comfortable with it. Um, but I'll be in, that, that might be a different answer to that in, a couple of weeks' time, if something happens in the window, and we come back and talk about it again. Good stuff. Um, right, so that's that's an hour and fifteen. Uh, honestly, didn't even see it going by. So, um, just to say uh, thanks to Matt, Ron, and Gav uh, for coming on again. Uh, Matt and Ron, obviously, two parts of the furniture now at this stage. Um, Matt, anything they else from yourself? On now at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> anything else from yourself, Matt? Uh, yeah, I just learned yesterday. So our first preseason game of the year, like I said earlier, is the 12th of July. I want everybody to pin their dates in that calendar because that's also the day that the uh, first images from the James Webb Space Telescope are going to be published. So that is a very big day in the calendar. What? I, it's, what? Uh, I like. What's going on here? Yeah. You didn't get up on Christmas morning and watch the James Webb Space Telescope be launched into space, Gav? Are you who kidding? Has, who has, who is James Webb? And B, <laughs> James Webb was telescopes are only on, in people's B. houses now as ornaments. Oh no 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 no! So James Webb was the director of NASA when uh, NASA put a man on the moon, and they've okay. been building this space telescope for like twenty years. It cost them like ten billion dollars, and they launched this thing on Christmas Day. It uh-huh. is a million miles away from Earth. It is mm-hmm. a gold foil origami folded up and it folds out into this giant sunscreen and mirror combination. And if you've seen the pictures from Hubble, this thing is going to fucking blow Hubble away. This is one of the great like landmarks 
in modern astronomy. It's unbelievable. So Red Steve says July, he knew he, Matt was a science nerd. Um, goddamn right, Red Steve. It's, it's a huge day. Huge There's day. no way I'm getting up to look at something about a telescope with Liverpool are playing the same day. It's just not fucking happening. You know what I mean? If I, if I said to my wife on the 12th of July, listen, we're going to have to clear the afternoon because Liverpool are playing and some fella called James has a telescope <laughs> and it's a big deal. Um, I don't think it's going to wash. Like, I get away with most stuff in this house, um, like watching football and playing golf, but telescopes, I think I'm just going to send her over the edge. I really am. But best of luck with it. <laughs> Ron, anything else from yourself? Any no, no. weird facts or anything else that was launched into space on Christmas Day? No, 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 uh, no, no telescopes, no stalagmites, no stalactites. Uh, don't have any of those either. Um, although I will be watching the James Webb because um, I'm an, I, I, I go for that kind of stuff myself. So yeah, I got that pinned as well. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, you know, just looking forward to what else, the rest of the window and, 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 Seem, and the rest of the content you guys are going to bring. Good stuff. Uh, um, Mo says, if you don't agree with the status quo around here, you get bullied out of it. Not at all, Mo. Uh, you won't be bullied out of anywhere here. You keep putting your comments in there and people will agree and disagree with them. And um, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm completely, uh, I completely agree with you, by the way. Um, you said something earlier about being pissed off about being beaten by Man City. So am I. Um, because they're cheating fucks. Um, and we just have to find a way around it. But Mo, no, you won't be bullied out of anywhere. I wouldn't allow it for a start. Um Do you have anything else from you? Um Failacon, we are one thousand seven hundred and fifteen euros away from our target. That's the first thing. Um, link it in the description to donate. You don't need to read about them anymore. Just go into the, the description, find it on a page, donate, and if you can't, send it across. Like Mash should be sending it all over Canada. <coughs> Ron should be sending it all over America. Um, I'm not too sure of those telescopes. Are they not both the same places? No. What? Are they not both the same places? More or less the same place. They're stuck <laughs> together. It's the same thing. Um, uh, but um, no, listen, we're very, very close. I think we're on 8,285, so that my maths is 1,715 short, something like that. I could be wrong, but someone will tell me if I am. That was um, great. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, donate, share it as much as you can, because, like, genuinely, we want to get this to 10K because it would be massive for that charity. Um, and we also want to go and help some, some somebody else as well. And we don't want to put two charities on the channel at the one time because we want to give our full focus on one thing at a time. Um, what day is today? Thursday. Um, Sports Unplugged tomorrow. Um, Fatback 4 on Sunday. Um, I done an In My Life with Peter Jones yesterday. It had nothing to do with Argentinian football. Just be fucking pleased now. Um, <laughs> that will be released on Saturday. So you will have... Um, that will be released as an audio podcast on Saturday. Fatback 4 Sunday. Back into it next Monday. There will be drafts. There will be quizzes. And me and Emma have a big plan for a big quiz where you can all get involved and it's going to be fucking mayhem. And that's I'm completely up for it because if it stops Matt talking about fucking telescopes, I'll do anything, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, at this stage. That's all for me, Emma. All right. Yeah, Matt's not getting his own show called The Stars at Night or anything no. like that. Starry, starry night. Like, <laughs> yeah. Very good. Well, you look, should live um, stream, stream it, though, Matt. You should, not on this channel, obviously. But you should, <laughs> you should live stream you looking at somebody looking into a telescope. 
Uh, uh, like no, that's stars, not somebody looking into stars, a telescope. It's a, a million miles away. A star. It is a telescope. That's what you called it. It's 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 like a stars watch along. It'd be amazing. You're picturing Galileo, my friend. We've moved along. A, a <laughs> Never fair heard of him. Four hundred years. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> he was. Oh, yeah. He was an Italian. He put... <laughs> Go on, yeah. Oh, I was going to say on, he man. had a d- deadly right-footed free kick. Okay, nice. Right. <laughs> I didn't know. I, to be honest, with you, I didn't know about the telescope, but I have to. I will admit to Tom Boland. Tom Boland says, "Peter having a brain fart, and now Matt's a genius. Fuck me, what's next? God knows. God knows." <laughs> Right. Well, thanks, Tom. We'll, we'll leave it there. Thanks, uh, Gav, Matt, and Ron. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Um, my name is Emmett. This has been Viewer Voice, and we'll see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.